you know, that to me makes the Celtic fans different, special. They're there, the party. They're there because they love their club. They love the, 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 the community. Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast. Celtic legend Neil Lennon joins us to look back on his extraordinary career as a player and manager. And he also helps us build up to facing Lazio in Rome as he looks back on that special clash in 2019. We were just, it was a big huddle on the, on the touchline. We go, oh my God, we've done it again. We've beaten them again. This is the official Celtic FC podcast. Hi everyone, yes, welcome along to the official Celtic FC podcast, the only podcast out there where you can get exclusive content from inside the Celtic changing room. I'm Ryan Marr and we've got a very exciting podcast. I'm joined by Matt Campbell. Matt, you looking forward to this one? I can't wait. You know, I always act like a bit of a fanboy when we've got players coming in from the era which, you know, I grew up getting in, in, in interested in Celtic, coming to the games and I've got an absolute legend of the club, legend of that era with us today, so I'm I'm buzzing. Yeah, we have got I've got a very, very long list here which I'm gonna go through, so excuse me while I look down into my notes. We're delighted to join this man to the podcast. Twenty three years ago he signed for the club as a player and over his seven seasons he captained the side, he won the club's third treble, played over 300 times, won five leagues, four Scottish Cups, two League Cups, I'm stumbling already, <laughs> uh, was a vital player in that run to the UEFA Cup final in 2003. He of course returned as a coach first of all in 2008, then took temporary charge of the team before taking permanent charge in 2010 and over two spells with the club he took charge of 339 games winning a whopping 236 of them he lifted five league titles three Scottish Cups one league cup delivered a quadruple treble and was part of some outstanding European results I think we all know who it is by yes, now, we? it is of course none other than Neil Lennon Neil thank you so much for joining us on the official Celtic FC podcast well, thanks very much guys I'll uh... I'll leave the envelopes with the money <laughs> yeah, earlier on. Yeah, no, we did give you a wee text before this just to say um, it's not a bad roll call, that, isn't it? Um, it's something that uh, I'm very proud of. Um, when I first came here, I wanted to be, be a Celtic player, but I wanted to be a winning one, you know, and um, i very fortunate. Came at a time when the, the club was on the up and um, I just had a fantastic sort of 14, 15 years. You know, it was amazing. And a, and a privilege and something that is a huge part of my life. Yeah, it's a level of consistency, Matt, which is pretty unheralded. And, you know, you were talking there mm. just at the start about getting excited about having Neil on because it's someone of that era that yeah. we grew up supporting. And got any memories of Neil's time uh, as a player in that early day? Absolutely. I mean, you know, that era was so special because of how much we won and, you know, coming in into Martin's team must have been just such a special experience and, you know, you were in a team with such wonderful players. But looking back, it's a weird one, you know, memories that, that, that stick out because you were such a, a, a key and pivotal part of that team. But when I look back in your playing career, moments that stick out, I, I don't know about yourself, Ryan, but I look back and think the goals... Some of the goals that you scored, which weren't, <laughs> weren't many. <laughs> weren't Some of the many. goals, <laughs> a good memory. Um, but I look back, you know, the, the, remember, you remember this? Maybe this wasn't, of course, Martin's Martin O'Neill's era, but the all green kit scoring away at Dunfermline. Oh, great one game, that? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also remember you scored at um, Old Trafford as well, and mm. uh, Ryan Giggs's testimonial. I just remember the sort of uh, look of sheer joy oh, was, on your face when that ball hit the back of the net. I was like a Champions League game, yeah. you know. That was the nice one where Sotty. Give back him a little slap around the head. <laughs> We'd all put down money on who was going to get there first. Um, and we're three one up at half time, and you know that Vinicius and Veron playing all all these great players. You know, and we came out of the blocks and just blew them away. Yeah. And then Lubo went on and he scored in the second half, and it ended up four three. But it was there was like thirty thousand Celtic fans, you know, behind the goal, <laughs> and the atmosphere was just. Was Incredible, and that, that was a friendly, yeah, you know, but it wasn't it. played like a friendly, you know. <laughs> we used to go down there quite regular, um, in pre season, we go did, down south yeah. and went to Fulham a lot, QPR, uh, Tottenham, and then, of course, with the poll itself, like, have you always getting invited to testimonials, you yeah. know, uh, Arsenal and uh, Man United, and that just it was really, really good to go down to England mm -hmm. with that team, 
Yeah. You know, because we'd all played in England. Well, a lot of us had played in England. Myself, Sotty, Tomo, Big John. And, um, you know, we had come up. You know, it just shows you how much the game has changed in the last 25 years. We could compete with English clubs to bring players here, but obviously the TV revenues had such an impact on that. Um, so it was brilliant going down there. And, you know, the in the Seville run, you know, you beat Blackburn away and we beat Liverpool away. And that always gives you an extra sense of satisfaction, like, you know. Yeah, there's so many memories which we're going to get through. I think one of the ones that stands out for me, when I was younger at the time, obviously your last game, was a 2007 Scottish mm-hmm. Cup final. And I remember you got subbed off in that match in the mm-hmm. final against Infermline. And I didn't. I can never actually know, was that Gordon Strachan giving you your chance to get an applause? Yeah, or? it was sort of like, we sort of announced it a couple of months before um, the end of the season. You know, we'd gone out of the Champions League, we'd made the last 16 for the yeah, first time, you know, and we ran Milan really close. And I went in a couple of days later and said, look, I think it's time, Gaffer, you know, you got a new group coming in I think Brownie was on the cusp of coming as well which was fantastic signing for us and you know I was 36 like you know and I didn't want to be the old guy hanging around and we agreed that that would be the best thing to do but it was like the longest two months of my life you know it was like death by a thousand cuts you know <laughs> your, your last away game your last home game and then your last game in the final and lucky enough we won it and it was a brilliant way to end my career with a double and playing in the last 16 so very grateful for that and um, I went in at, I had a wee cry like you know yeah. at, at Hamden like because no matter what you, what you do as a manager you, your playing career is the most important and the most special like you know and that was the end of my time at Salt Lake and you know it had given me so much joy yeah, and so much pride so when you know you that's your last time you'll be on a pitch wearing a Salt Lake shirt you know it took me a couple of minutes to sort of gather myself and then TB come and put his arm around me and Brought me back out, like you know, and then you know, thankfully we won. I was only in there for a couple of minutes, and you could still see the game on the telly. But at the towel over my head and that, and I'm thinking of all the memories and that. And then Tommy said, "Come on, Lenny, come on out and watch the rest of the game." So we jogged out, and thankfully Joe Dumbe scored. I think his only goal for Celtic, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> and we ended up winning it, which was again you know, great for Gordon, you know, because he had uh, he had won two trophies the year before, and then he won a double, and the last sixteen, you know, getting through that was amazing, you know. Mm. Then, the night we beat Man United. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, it's interesting to hear that because obviously you hear about all the the wonderful moments through through a career. You know, games won, trophies lifted, but I always think that must be so difficult. You know, that moment when you have to step away. I guess from the from the limelight, almost you uh-huh. have to step away from the the noise of a of a crowd every Saturday, and like you say, the build up to that. Does that weigh heavy on your mind going into games, or is it? Or were you able just to push it to the back of your mind? Yeah, I, I sort of like in hindsight, I wish I'd never sort of put it out. Well, would never put it out there, but we felt it was the right thing to do at the time. And then it is a bit of a slow process to to see it through. Like, and you go through so many different sort of scenarios. And you, obviously, you have to play the games, and we did. I think um, did we win the league? At, yeah. Won the league at Kilmarnock, do you remember? Naka scored the free kick. So there's still moments of just pure euphoria. And it's adrenaline filled. You know, when you look back, you sit there and you look back and you think of all the great games you were involved in. You think of the great managers. You think of the great players. And then you're thinking, that's it. You know, and it is a bit of a... You do have to make adjustments to your mindset and adjustments in your your own life. Like I, I did carry on playing at Nottingham Forest, but... Yeah, I mean, once you wanted to do yourself justice here, and we uh, we felt it was the right thing to do, but still a big sort of um, drop yeah. drop off, you yeah. know, in your life because the cl- you, the clubs you life for seven years as a player, and every day is there's always something to talk about. There's always something going on. You're in a dressing room filled with immense characters, talented footballers, cr- some crazy boys, <laughs> some young lads, you know. Um, some magic moments, some ups and downs. Like, you know, we lost two titles on the last day of the season, like, you know, and yeah. you're like, you know, how's that happened? Um, but then the, when you don't have a trophy, when you don't have the league, you realise what you've, what you've lost and then the next season you come back even stronger, like, you know. So after Seville, you know, we lost the league on the last day of the season. And in the following season, we were unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. I think we drew the opening game of the season at Dunfermline, and then we won. We won 
the next sort of 26, 27. And we whitewashed Rangers as well. That yeah. hadn't been done for a long time. Seven and the, Yeah, we should have made the last 16 that year because that was Henrik's last year. We were playing some great football. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to get a little bit more into your playing career, your managerial career at Celtic as well later on. But it's good timing you actually being here, Neil, because on Tuesday night this week, we're going away to Lazio to take on Lazio again. And it's a, a game that brings back so many memories, Neil. Um Celtic travelled to the Immortal City to Rome where the last time we went there 2019 four years ago 10,000 Celtic fans Olivia and Cham yourself were all head over heels in the Olympico <laughs> um, first of all because it's again in in all of our minds because we're going there take us back to 2019 it's what- just again like it's one of the best games one of the best results of my, my career we flew over couple of days earlier right, okay. normally you go like the day before the game but we went I'm pretty sure we went on the Tuesday and the game was on the Thursday and on the Wednesday we went to teach a train, uh, priest yeah the training. Scots College yeah. Yeah, yeah so we went there for, for a mass mm-hmm. and then we had a, had a walk around Rome we went to the Vatican we went to the Colosseum and it, it was the same feeling I got when we beat Barcelona because it was 125th anniversary when we beat Barcelona. And the night before, we went to the Kelton and had a ceremony yeah. at the at the church, you know, celebrating the the, hundred and the, the the start of the club, really, under Brother Walford. And I just had a wee feeling, like a tingle. And then I'm getting the same feeling again on the on the Wednesday. And then I go to the stadium that evening, and it's beautiful, like, the Olympic Stadium. Pitch looked brilliant to do the press conference. I just felt, mm, you know, we beat them last week mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks ago. I think we can do it again. And um, you're right, there was like 10,000 Celtic fans. It's just, it was like, you know, my playing days. I, I remember being at Anfield and big John Hartson scoring and all the Celtic fans were behind the goal at Anfield. But all around the stadium, <laughs> there's pockets of green and white. You know, we, we get everywhere. Yeah. You know, we get in yeah. places drafts wouldn't. Anyway, <laughs> there's massive Celtic support making so much noise before the game. And then, you know, we got the team, had a quick, quiet word with Fraser beforehand and said, look, you're good at this, you know, the big games. We want to be important tonight. And then we go out and we uh, look like we'd never played football before <laughs> for the first five minutes, ten minutes. You know, we're under the caution. Let's get it right. Lazio were, I think they were second in Syria. Inzaghi yeah. was the coach at Mobile on fire and I think he got the first goal. Yeah. And then you, you're saying, just settle. Mm-hmm. Settle down. Maybe it's almost as if they needed them to score yeah. for us to come out and play. And then for the next 15, 20 minutes, we were great, you know, and um, sort of started taking the game to them. And we had good legs in the team, good experience, good quality, you know, with Odson, Elianusi, Jamesy, Brownie, McGregor, with great midfield. I put Johnny Hayes in because Johnny had great energy to get up and down, and you needed that. You need that in Europe, away from home. El Hamid, you know, was looking a real player at the time. And then we scored a great goal. You know, Jamesy, like, some finishes. Uh, James, he's like he's for me. He's a club legend, and um, mm-hmm. he's one of them players who goes under the radar. But he always scores in big games when you really need him, like you know. And uh, Elianusi slipped the ball out, and James just goes bump, bump right across the goalkeeper. And once you get the goal, then the belief starts flooding in. And yeah. then of course you've got the crowd at the back of the goal going bananas. Then like you know, and the game two and froze second half. Could have went either way, you know. Fraser made a couple of decent saves. But we we had chances, like, you know, Watson had a couple of great chances. And I just felt there still might be something in this first. And Ollie had come on. And uh, we pressed him, really good press. We win it. And then you're thinking, oh my God, he's in. And you're thinking, go on. And I thought he'd taken his touch a little bit too wide. But the finish is sublime. And you're looking at the clock going, 93 minutes on. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, there was a big huddle on the, on the touchline. You go, oh my God, we've done it again. We're beating them again. And it was just, I get goosebumps thinking about it because. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about but it. You know, yeah. you, know, you, you know when you've been a supporter and you know you've been a player, you know how significant, how big it is. Yeah. It was the first one in Italy. Yeah. Italy, and you, but yeah. you know the ripples are going to go around Europe and that. that you know, we've got a bit of respect here. This is where we want Celtic to be year in, year out. Now, whether it be the Europa League or whether it be in the Champions League, you want them to get the big results yeah. because it gives you that respect and reputation around Europe. And that's what's the most important thing for me 
as a player or a coach, like you know, being on the big stage and competing and and eventually winning. So that was just the, the flight home that night. Was you can imagine how we're all feeling, like you know. Yeah. And we ended up topping the group as well, which was magic. It's, it's an incredible campaign, which I'm sure we'll get into. But even just you going through what you were thinking on the sidelines, I was fortunate enough to be there, and what you said is exactly how I felt watching them as a fan as in champs played through and it's almost like 10,000 fans in that moment all just fell silent holding their breath <laughs> holding your breath exactly that and then for the next hour and a half I think we were still in the stadium maybe two hours after that was incredible and I remember you coming out after yeah. actually after I just wanted to well. soak it up you know because it was just again very very special very unique and only Celtic fans can do that you know what I mean and they just sang and and partied like it was like the good old days. Yeah. What are your memories of that, Matt? Is well, there anything that stands out? Yes. Actually, I wasn't fortunate enough to to get over uh, to Rome for the game because um, I was working. I was working at the club here at the club at the time. I was working for the the stadium tours um, department. And if you remember, that was an early kick off that night. It kicked off like about five to six mm-hmm. hour time. So my shift finished. I went and got some food and took it to the canteen here in the in the stadium, <laughs> and and I'll own up to it right here and right now, celebrating in Cham's goal. I broke a seat in the canteen <laughs> into about five different bits because I jumped up, slipped, fell on top of it. I'm not exactly light, um, so uh, and smashed it up. But do you know what? It was totally worth it. I sort yeah. of bundled it into a bundle in the corner. Uh, we'll and now someone's going to come back now saying that's the same. Sorry, we'll charge it to yeah. jam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that. But it was just brilliant. See, when you, I always wonder this because I was you're speaking to managers or whatever. If you shut your eyes, can you picture from where you were on the touchline? You can picture it in sham going through. Yeah, and, and then, then I got enveloped by, <laughs> by the staff, Big John, Damien Duff, and then. Woodsy and that, we're just all in like a, a huddle, sort of spinning round, you know, just... It, it, the, the, you see, when people ask you, you know, why do you be a manager, you know, so stressful, it's those moments that, that it's the feeling. Uh-huh. One of pure happiness and one of pure pride, yeah. you know, and... It's a perfect way to win as well. I mean, I know it's not good for the heart, but... Well, look, how many what? times has it happened to us over the years, oh, so it was nice know. to turn them over, <laughs> like, you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean, and do it to them. But it wasn't like a smash and grab... You know, no, we were no, good no. value for, you I know, mean, I, I don't mind if um, if we do smash and grab it, but it wasn't as if we were under the cosh the whole time. We were we were playing strongly and we were creating good chances. And actually, you know, we should have scored earlier in the half as well. You know, we had a couple of opportunities that we didn't make the best of, but we were always in the game and we looked good. Yeah, We looked totally. a really good side then. Like, so you know? many of our, our big performances and results in Europe, as you mentioned earlier about having that little word with Fraser, a lot of times you you need him to have a big night. Now he made some good saves, but it wasn't the fact that we relied on him to no, pull out save no, after save. You know, no, he, he that's went what I mean. Toe to toe. Yeah, exactly. And I think winning at home gave the players a lot of confidence as well. And what we did in that game was um we'd started four three three and they scored just before half time and then they came out and were they were strong for ten, fifteen minutes and Correa hit the post. And I said, well, we need to make it, we need to change it. And we went, we matched them up then, we went 3 5 2, and that really worked for us. Like, so sometimes you got to adapt. And then watching the game here this season, I felt we were in total control, you know, and we let that one. The team certainly didn't deserve to lose the game, you know. You'd have been disappointed coming away with a draw because they played so well. And it gives me a lot of hope for yeah. Tuesday night. I think we can go there and win, you know. The team has shown they've got good character. I thought they were outstanding in the first half against Atletico Madrid. The two goals they scored were fantastic and the pace that they played at. So I still think there's there's manoeuvre in this uh, group for us still. Mm. Well, here's, here's, hoping, here's hoping you're right. That home game, it's often the one, it's kind of, it's not forgotten. Obviously the, the drama of winning away in Italy is was extraordinary. But the home game in 2019 against last still the same drama, wasn't was it? Wonderful. Go behind and then score in the you know 90th the, minute. The thing as well in that game, um, it was Cataldi had the shot right at oh. the end. Oh, oh yeah, the volley. See, the thing is with that, I mean, it's one of the best saves that I've ever seen in the flesh. It's an incredible save. But it's almost a two-for-one because see if that had went in, it would have been heartbreaking, but it would have also been one of the best strikes <laughs> that I've ever seen Aye. in the flesh because, I mean, it's, he's caught it. He could not have hit it any better. But it's just the big players in those big moments that make the difference, isn't it? You know, yeah. keeping that out and, and, and getting he, us over the line there. You know, 
your goalkeeper's important, your striker's important. You always need to try and get a goal, no matter what the opposition is. But, um, you know, Fraser was really, Arthur Boric was the same, yeah. you know, he was really important. And Joe's shown he's capable of making important saves as well. But um, on, that, on that particular one, I was going to strangle Tom Roderick if I had a gun in. Because I think he gave the ball on the halfway line away and I'm like, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but as you mentioned, Neil, as well, what can't be forgotten in that campaign is that we did finish top of that group and beating Lazio in Rome was match day four, which qualified us. We then went into the next game. I think after five games, we were still undefeated. The last game we lost against Cluj, but by that point, we'd already seen uh-huh. top spot as well. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about your spell as a manager and some of the big results, but what was it that you instilled in your Celtic teams that made us go and get those big results into Europe? Probably um, the experiences that I had as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin and Gordon would have passed on those experiences to us. And then you actually do feel it in the game, you know. But what I, what I knew was um, we're not going to dominate games the way we do in Scotland um, against these, you know, I wouldn't say superior teams, but they're quality, quality yeah. sides. And we have to be a bit more defensive, good defensive structure mm-hmm. and have the capability of being a good counter-attacking team, which, you know, we ended up doing. We scored three in Moscow, you know, and with Samaras with a great out ball in, in that group. And, um, you know, with uh, the second time around, you had quality players like Edward, um, you know, Christy, Jamesy, with goals in the team and and legs, you need you need to be able to yeah. get around the pitch these days, like you know, and concentration. You know, I always need you always need a good span of the team, pace at the back if you can. So again, in the Barcelona year with Ambrose and and Wilson, who were two flam machines, so they could cover, you know, any sort of counter attacks against us. You know, good span like Wanyama, Brown. You know, with then with Bernie and McGregor the second time, and good centre forwards. You know who can nick you a goal at the minute. We have got Kyogo, mm-hmm. who's really found his feet in the Champions League now, which is brilliant for him. He deserves it. Um, and you got um, obviously we had Odson, who was a you know pretty special talent when he was in the mood. <laughs> but the, the just you know you you got to give them the belief that they can go and do it. Yeah. You know, and um, you know. Once they start to feel it themselves, they trust you, what you're saying to them then, and then they can experience what you're experiencing yeah. and go, oh, that's what the gaffer told us, right? Understand now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's just little bits, snippets of, you know, in the throws of the game or, you know, set plays or just in general that they might experience and then you have to let them go. Yeah. Then you have to let them manage the game as well. Yeah. Let's touch on your playing career, Neil, because... We're talking about the Champions League and Celtic's Champions League journey begins with yourself as a player. I always feel like the kind of European journey of Celtic can be split up into two, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then you've got that 21st century period, which begins in Amsterdam Mm. and Ajax. You were there. I've actually got your stats here as a player, Neil, that over your seven years, I think you only missed two games in in Europe as a player. And I think for both of those games, it was one Pretty convincing. Sadeva was yeah, one. Yeah, it was one eight one and then kind of rested in the next one. So uh-huh. you were there for every single one of these big moments over these next seven years. But starting off with that night in Amsterdam, we go over there to Ajax in the Champions League qualifiers and we win three one and eventually qualify for the group stages. Did you feel how seismic a result that was at that time? Um more the performance, you know, it was a seismic performance. Um because we played brilliant and uh, everyone was just on on point. Um, but, you know, we just, I mean, we just, it could have been more, you know, and Henrik and Sotty as a front two, then, you know, a gap was on yeah. fire, Bobby Petter was on fire. Talking about flyers. You know, yeah. and I, I just had, you know, to sit in the midfield and, you know, <laughs> my job basically, right, was to get the ball and <laughs> give it to him, give it to him. And if he gives it away, Lenny, get the ball back and then give it to him again, right? <laughs> Is this Martin saying that to you? Yeah, that yeah. was my job, you know. Yeah. I'll give you a story, right? you like this one. We're playing my first ever game at Ibrox. We'd already won the league. We'd won the League Cup. We're going to the Cup final. And uh, we're playing, it's after the split, 
you know, and um, we're playing Rangers. We're a really strong team, you know, the great players. And we come in nil nil at half time, but they're well on top. And he always came to me first if things were going wrong. And he go, right, Lenny, what's going on out there? I says, well, we're getting outnumbered in midfield. You know, myself and Paul, um, you know, he's not doing his work. Who? Well, he asked me, Lubo. He said, oh, is that right? <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what to do, Lenny, right? You and Paul, right? This is a Champions League winner, Paul Lambert. You run and tackle and get the ball to him. And he always repeated himself, run and tackle and get the ball to him, right? <laughs> so we were walking down the tunnel and Lou was in front of us and I, me and Lam were going, lazy little get. <laughs> 15 minutes into the second half, 2-0 to us. Guess, guess who scored both? <laughs> Lou. Yeah, and you're coming off going, that's good management. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> the job. Brilliant. So yeah, that was my role. And uh, playing with these great players and um, yeah, it was a seismic win for us. And then... You know, we had the. It was very tense here in the in the second game. We lost at one nil, and uh, but Ajax were a fantastic team, so it was no disgrace in that. But then to get into the groups, that's when everything becomes exciting. Then mm. you know, the hard work is getting through the qualification stage. The group stage, when you're in it, you can enjoy it. Like you know, and our first year we had nine points and still didn't qualify. I know. That's one that really sticks in your craw because you always go back to the first game away at yeah. Juventus and the Amoruso penalty. You know, Martin went wild and well, he was one. right though yeah. because, well, if you had VAR, you never know what VAR these days. Yeah. But <laughs> everyone could see it wasn't a penalty. You know, and we'd fought back from two 0 down in Turin, the two two, and looking like the team that was going to win it, never mind lose it, and then just an innocuous ball into the box and the referee give a penalty and. Yeah, that cost us in the long run, you know. Clearly you'd have been dejected at the end of that game full time in the dressing room because, like you say, we, we looked like the, the team that were going to win it uh-huh. and we get robbed, let's be honest, we get robbed right at the death. Martin, obviously, has the famous interview after it where he's shocking, shocking constantly. What was Martin like in those moments? Oh, you, you couldn't console him, like? Yeah. I mean, he felt the defeats more than anybody, you know, but particularly in the manner that happened... You know, he was inconsolable. And he was right, though, um, because it was a awful decision. And we had sort of played so well. I mean, you have to remember that Del Piero, Trezeguet, you know. I mm. can't remember Cannavaro was there at the time and, you know, all these great Edgar Davids. So to come back from 2-0 down away from home, and you're thinking, what a point this will be. Yeah. And he's thinking the same. And he's so proud of the team and the the fans and the club and the way we've, you know, held ourselves. And then you get done by a, a shocking decision like that. And it just, you know, yeah, you wouldn't speak to him like for maybe the next day. You know, he wouldn't. He'd, his head would be down. He'd be frustrated, angry, um, all those emotions that you would have as a manager. Mm-hmm. But then we had that famous night. In the reverse game against yeah. Juventus in the, the last game, I think it was Halloween night, wasn't yeah. it? We defeat them four three, and uh, that must have been a pretty, pretty special game. And I imagine as well, as much as we didn't get through, a result like that must have given the team confidence in going into the next season. Yeah, so. but we had the confidence, you know. Okay. We didn't like think, you know, we would, who did we play? Porto Rosenberg and, uh, yeah, and Juventus. Yeah. yeah, we just let ourselves down a couple of games, Porto away and and Rosenberg away. But the rest of the other four games, we were excellently, you know. And mm. it, it was our first year. And like I said, to have nine points and not qualify, this is a real sore one. Like, you know, team's going through with six now I and know. seven. But, um, yeah, that, that night was, uh, again, it's one of those great European nights, you right. know. Juventus in town and, you know, Trezeguet, Lippi's the manager, you know, all these great players. And then the crowd has been starved of seeing this quality of of team coming to Celtic Park and us competing with them and then we go and beat them Moravchik was unbelievable that night <laughs> so he scored an unbelievable volley Henrik did his thing um, Trezeguet did his thing yeah. you know he was a fabulous player he was yeah. but again that's where you want Celtic to be you know competing on that stage because we all crave it yeah what was you're, just, you're mentioning some of those players there and I just I always say this but it just uh, brings such joy thinking yeah. about these wonderful players that played for us in that era you mentioned Lubo obviously talk about Lubo at Ibrox what was what was he like like day to day oh he was a joy was he? absolute joy yeah 
Was yeah, it the same in training as he was yeah. on the pitch? My first day of training was at Barfield and it was 11 o'clock in the morning and I had to put the floodlights on because it was like <laughs> the first week of December Aye. and it's snowing. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, what have I come to here? Right? <laughs> and then after training, once, once you've trained with them a lot, you realise this is why I'm here. Yeah. He turned me inside out and outside in because he was so good with uh, both feet yeah. Yeah. and he'd pretend to go and cross it and you go to block it and he'd check back but sometimes you'd give yourself enough to balance yourself to go back and then you go to cross it and you go that way and he'd check back again and he'd be away and you're like that. <laughs> Nobody ever done that to me, like, you know what I mean? And then he had dynamite in both feet, you know, with his shots. He scored a goal at Easter Road one day. Oh, with with that. Foot, Do you remember? Yeah. With, yeah. That, with arguably one of the finest Celtic kits Kets, ever. The, the, the white, white one? With the green, yeah. Brilliant. What yeah. a jersey. What's what a goal? goal that was? Because I was screaming at him to pass it to me and I'm like, Lubo, Lubo, get Oh, what a goal. <laughs> you know, it was one of them. He's driven it in pretty much left. It's like, right, a, it's yeah, like yeah. A, I don't know if you've ever seen like, somebody hitting a five iron and it just goes like that. Whoosh, oh, and the goalkeeper just, no chance. Mm-hmm. But you think of this little guy, what, the power. Yeah. And he could take corners with both feet. So he took a corner from that side, an in-swinger. Then he'd go and do it from that side. Score from them. Left foot. You know, <laughs> I remember him free kick he scored against Motherwell. Andy Gorm was in goal and he was saving everything. The next thing, the wee man steps up and bump top corner. So yeah, he was he was a joy, and he was a great guy to be around. I never very I never seen him lose his temper. No, you know, he just loved playing football, and uh, he was great for us. You know, the only disappointment for him was in the the first year that we won the treble, he got injured in the cup final, um, and had to come off. But I I I didn't know much about him until I come up here, like you know, and uh, yeah, he was class to play with. He's one of the best number 10s I've seen yeah we're going to kind of keep running through some of the the seasons Neil and of course after that first year in the Champions League it's in the 2002-2003 season which started with some disappointment wasn't it Basel but then ended in Seville what comes to your mind just when you think of that season there's so many memories there's so many amazing games but what sticks out to you well, for a start, we were rock bottom after Basel, you know, because um, the expectation would built, and you're thinking it's it's so funny when you look at how you felt then to where we ended up. Football can take you some places that you don't expect, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a great sort of learning experience as well. Um, sort of like every round after Seduva, we were the underdog as well until we got to the semi final. Um, we were favourites against Boa Vista, and they were the hardest team to beat. Believe it yeah. or not. Um, obviously Blackburn that kicked it off and uh, it was a, they were a really good side I mean they had York Cole Damien Duff you know uh, Brad Friedel mm. uh, at the time they came to play at us they were third they just beaten Arsenal at the old Haybury and um, they were a very good team and we, they were the better team here but we we managed to win it 1-0 and then of course you had the old uh, men against boys quote <laughs> which was just like manna from heaven, like yeah. for Martin, you know what Did I mean? You use just that, yeah. Stuck it up on the wall, and there you go. And then I, I got to tell you this, guys, and this is again Celtic going to England. Blackburn couldn't handle our fans, yeah, right behind the goal. Like it's a, a little northern town, right, with a lovely stadium and that, like you know what I mean. But there was thousands, you know, it was like a pilgrimage, yeah. And they'd never seen anything like it. The, the place was packed out, and of course, again. Pockets here, massive mm-hmm. behind the goal, but just green and white. And you remember the yellow kit we wore oh, as yeah. well? Pockets of that. And of course, we got off to a great start in the game. You know, Henrik capitalised on, I think somebody slipped and he just dinks it over Brad Friedel. Was it Hartson and the defender slipped yeah. together? And then, Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, when you look at it back, it's, it's like weird. A image almost. It's almost like the defender sort of mirrors what John yeah. Hartson does, <laughs> slips and then. Henrik one on one. There's only going to be yeah, there's and only then one thing that happens. We battered him. You yeah. know, like, we were a really professional performance and so he got the second one, I think. And it was just a a brilliant feeling. Like and then that gives you that little you know, the juices start flowing then. We're on to something here again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean some tough games. Celta Vigo were a tough team. You know, they were uh home and away, they were we had to rely on Big John to he scored a great goal in Vigo. That was a really tough one. Stuttgart, we were well clear. We're two 0 up away, and that was like five one on aggregate. So, and Didi had run a mock that night as well. But obviously, the next one's the Liverpool one, yeah. which is another standout occasion. Like you know, and uh, played well here, one each. Um, 
again, totally written off. You know, Battle of Britain, England v Scotland, there's only one winner. And um, Martin did a team talk that night that had us really bouncing out the door. And again, we played fantastically well and in the end could have won it by more. Mm. And then again, it's that statement. You know, this is Celtic. All the English media all of a sudden are going, well, they're a really good team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're really good. They've just beaten Liverpool convincingly. And that hasn't happened for a long, long time. A Scottish team beating one of the top English teams. And uh, of course, you can imagine again the ramifications with the, the fans and the feel good factor starting to build, like, you know. And then, of course, we get the Seville through really two tough games against uh, Boa Vista. But of course, the, then there's the humour. Because then we'll come back from Boa Vista and we're playing Rangers on the, on the Sunday. I don't know if you boys will be old enough to Beach remember Beach Ball yeah, Sunday. <laughs> but some of the scenes there, boys, like, you know, you know the roundabout at Ibrox? Yeah. There's a guy plonked right in the middle right, on a deck chair <laughs> with a vest and an outer handkerchief, right? And the bus is swinging round and he's just there with a scarf around and waving at us. Like, then you see guys walking up with crocodiles and like women in bikinis and just. <laughs> and we ended up winning that one as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was just awesome. They're like glory days, aren't they? Even reflecting on them. That I mean, but it, it's just it was fun. The fans loved it because they got their pride back on the on the big stage. You know yeah. what I mean? Martin and the the players, and that, I was proud to be part of. We've given a lot of joy back to because we've suffered for mm-hmm. you know a good sort of twenty odd years, yeah. like you know. And now we were back on the big stage, and you can see what it meant to so many people. Uh, I mean, I know we're, we're sort of going to continue rolling on here. I just I could honestly sit here and just listen to stories of this <laughs> era, you know, forever. That Liverpool match at Anfield, you know, I've heard so many times players from that team speaking about Martin pre-match and you know how the the referee was basically chapping at the door trying to rush the team out, but Martin was delivering the team talk. I know the dressing room is you know sacred and you know a lot stays in there, but can you give us any insight into what? Martin said oh, no because Hen- Henrik talks about it but again I can't remember it but I do, I do know that you could hear a pin drop and you could see it in him mm-hmm. you know what it meant to him you know he wanted to put one over on the English as much as any of us did yeah. like you know what I mean and um, I can't remember exactly what the vocabulary was but you, you just know him and I'd, I'd seen it so many times before mm-hmm. he could make you feel six foot tall Yeah, he could also make you feel that big <laughs> if you annoyed him like you know what I mean and that was the brilliance of him you know his man management and knew how to what buttons to push and he also knew the players inside out you know Yeah, and he also knew how to put a team together and the, the individuals that were required and then it was fun Yeah, he made he made football fun and we had brilliant characters, and you can imagine how difficult it would be to manage Henrik, yeah, yeah. Sotty, you know, Big, Big John, John himself, <laughs> Lambo, you know, massive egos. You could could give the armband to any Jackie yeah. Mac. There you go. Team, it's a team for leaders, Bobo, there you go. You know, <laughs> yeah. Johan, there you go. Take the armband today, and he had to manage all that. And um, you know, him, Robbo, Wally, they got it down to a fine tee. But yeah, I can't remember the actual words, but I just know the feeling of, of walking out there going, yeah, yeah, we're up for this. Yeah. It was just so important. I honestly never forget the scenes in my living room that night when, <laughs> when John's shot goes into the top corner. It was just unbelievable. Listen, yeah. you have no idea how it felt for me because I'm right behind it. Yeah. And as soon as Is it... it your pass? I played in England, but John still had a lot to do. <laughs> like, no, I think, he, I think he actually played a one-two with oh, Henry, so he didn't did, he? Of course, yeah, I yeah. played it in England yeah. anyway. And do you know what, right? I'd give him a rollicking about three or four minutes earlier. I'm like, John, you get hold of that ball. You shut up. <laughs> I'll have you by the neck. And then the next thing, bump, bump. And I'm right behind him. Bang, top corner. He comes running over to me. He goes, thanks, Lenny. I needed that. <laughs> I needed someone to razz me up, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pat me on the head and that, like, you know. But I was right behind it. We go 2 nil up and, you know, bump. It's done. Done. Mm-hmm. Aye. What a moment. Amazing. And like just for the next fifteen minutes, it was just all Celtic, like you know. Brilliant. We're taking over Anfield, like you know, and it was just <laughs> done. Yeah, and then the feeling in Boa Vista as well when when Hendrik scores that goal. I mean, it's just just pure emotion, isn't it? That that whole season, so good. That's the biggest regret, not winning it. You know, because a two-two in the final, we we were in control, and he 
deserved it because he was magnificent. Like Henrik was very he's the best player I ever played, but he's very special, not just because of the the volume of goals he scored, but he scored the goals. Mm-hmm. You know when you really needed yep. them? So semi final, quarter final, Rangers, Cup finals. It didn't matter to Henrik. Yeah. You know, he prepared every game but that night he was special. And um he deserved out of all of us the to win it and uh, a 2-2 when he got the equaliser I think it was from Tomo's corner when we got it here yeah. they and they were a right good team by the way they won the Champions League the next year yeah. Yeah. we just felt you know this is it we'll take it into extra time if we need to it's no problem they're on the ropes here now and um, it just got away from us in the end unfortunately yeah, because in that in that following season in the Champions League it was a last minute again a dubious penalty I think against Leon that, that knocked us out and stopped us from advancing into the the knockout stages, but as you mentioned there with Leon, eh, sorry, with uh, with Porto, who then went on to win the Champions League, was there a feeling at all with yourself in the club at that time that that could have been us? Yeah, yeah. We needed to get out of, out of the group, and we were one 0 up in Bayern Munich, lost two one. Shouldn't have happened, and then we beat Leon, we hammered Anderlecht. Then we lost an Anderlecht. That was a massive blow. How we did it, I don't know. We were down to 10 men. Uh, they were down to 10 men and we somehow let that up. We didn't play great on the night, but we let it go. But we still had it in our own hands. We were 2-2 in Leon, 5-10 minutes from going through. I think if we'd have gone through, we got real Sociedad. Would have fancied our chances mm-hmm. over two games against them. But what I'm saying to you is we were even playing better that season than we were mm. the Sevilla. Domestically, we were rampant. And... Uh, in Europe, we murdered Leon here. Murdered. We're three 0 up again on the at half time. You know, we just blew them away. We just couldn't get a break away from home. And then the, obviously, the uh, the penalty award in Leon killed us. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we go and beat Barcelona <laughs> in the Europa <laughs> League. Yeah. You know, and then we lost a very good Villarreal team. Like to prefer, they they beat us well in in Villarreal. They had Raquelme and Pepe Reina and uh, Belletti, who was won the Champions League with Barcelona a few years later but yeah I mean in terms of Europe it's always that feeling of one that got away you know mm-hmm. yeah and then we'll kind of move on because we want to get into your, your managerial career as well but just in terms of that that last season in the Champions League Neil that you had under Gordon Strachan which we finally got into that last 16 and I think we'll all have our memories but the one that of course stands out is that match here against Manchester United <laughs> Nakamura scoring the free kick, Arta Boric saving the penalty. In a way, what actually stands out more for me is aftermath. Nobody knew we qualified. No, no. Yeah. Were you the same? Yeah, I got interviewed after the game and the guy went, you know, you've qualified. I went, no. <laughs> so, very special. I mean, again, you know, I could only put be in Gordon's shoes what it meant to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, beating his old manager... On the on yeah, the biggest yeah, of on the biggest of stages, and we, we played really well at Old Trafford. We lost three mm-hmm. two, and uh, our home form was fantastic. Beat Benfica again, a bit like Martin. We couldn't get a result away from home under mm-hmm. Gordon for whatever reason, like, you know. But we won all our home games, and that was enough to get us through. Uh, but I remember um, the penalty. Um, they give handball against Sean, Sean I think, yeah. and. Uh, Saha went to put the, the ball in the spot and I walked over and booted it away <laughs> just to put more doubt in his mind and said to Arthur, you'll see this now. And uh, I got a yellow card for it, which I didn't mind. Best yellow card. Uh, and I walked out of the box and Gary Neville went, oh, he's going to miss this now. Really? Uh, but again, Arthur, big moments. Yeah. Big goalkeeper. You need that. Mm-hmm. You know, without him, we wouldn't have qualified. You know, without Naka, big moment. You know, Naka did it down at Old Trafford as well, where he beat Van der Sar with a free kick. He was amazing on like, you know. And with a decent team. You know, it's a bit of an unheralded team, that one. It doesn't get mm. the recognition I think it deserves. But not only did they do it that year, the year after Gordon did it again, it's incredible. I know, it is incredible. And just to kind of round off this part with your, your playing career, Neil, the stats that I'd read out, you only missed a couple of games, which I think is incredible consistency, and particularly the fact that you were saying when you left Celtic in 2007, you were 36, and you were still going strong playing the last 16 of the Champions League. And in a wider aspect as well, looking at our record in Europe at home, 
During your time, we played 26 games. We only lost twice and once in the Champions League. What was it about Celtic during that time with yourself as a player that made this place a fortress? Well, we had a fantastic team, first of all. And then that support it is phenomenal. I get goosebumps when I think about it <laughs> even now. I get goosebumps, you know, watching old footage of us walking out and the music comes up. And you, when you hear that roar, you know, you just elevates you. Now, these days teams don't get intimidated by mm. opposition. It doesn't matter. What they give to us yeah. is far more important, you understand? Mm -hmm. And it's special. And that's why I love us being in the Champions League. I love us being on the big stage because we crave that. Like the Scottish League gets a bit of, you know, laughed at or whatever. You still got to win the league. It's so important. But for me, you know, the, the two ultimatums are winning the league and then, you know, forging a reputation in Europe because that's that's the Blue Ribbon event and that's yeah. what the Celtic fans throughout all the generations want. Mm -hmm. You know, we... Um, First British club to win it, yeah. So we have a special history in the, and it's important for us. You even know? even look at right now as we're sitting here, you know, we're <laughs> reflecting on games that are, you know, twenty years ago or whatever. But as if it was yesterday, because they're so special, they're so important, they mean so much to so many people. A lot, you know, the majority of Celtic supporters certainly that I'll speak to yourself and yourself, Neil, they're big memories. They'll be European names, you know, like a yeah. Uh, I look back on it with so so much fondness and pride, but you know the Seville final, we had a hundred thousand supporters there, yeah. hundred thousand, not one arrest. You know that to me makes the Celtic fans different, special. They're there, the party, they're yeah. there because they love their club, they they love the, the 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 community, and I want us to maintain that level of uh, camaraderie throughout football. And um, you know, I do think that. The glass scene will be broke one day. I do think we'll get through to the last 16 again and yeah. hopefully somebody will take them on beyond the, the last 16. I do think there's another European trophy in us whenever that will be, who knows, but I'd love to be there to see it. Yeah. yeah, well, let's now move on to your time as a manager, Neil, because, again, we don't want to gloss over this because you came back and did you deliver in Europe? Well, you absolutely did. Again, the stats read, you played 62 games in Europe, you won 29 only lost 23, but at home, again, played 30, won 19, drew 3, only lost 8. An absolutely incredible record when you came back with so many big nights. First European away win, the Champions League in Spartak, yeah. Moscow. Of course, Barcelona, last 16 as well. Before we get on to that season, though, I wanted to ask, the season prior to that, we got into the Europa League for the first time. And I was wondering, was that an important step for the team at that point before then going into that following campaign? It was, we were lucky because we'd lost the Sion but they had played ineligible players or something like that so they ended up getting thrown out but when it took over it was like we were going down the younger route so you're bringing in your Fosters, Hoopers, Joe Ledley, Adam Matthews, um, later on you know the likes of Chris Commons were brought through Jamesy so it was a relatively young team and uh, it, uh, Wanyama, he was a kid, you know. Yeah. So it was like um, giving them a platform and building for, you know, the next couple of seasons, which is what we have to do, you know. And, um, yeah, that was important, the Europa League. You know, we competed quite well with Atletico Madrid, I think Ren. And Udinese, yeah. And Udinese, brilliant. Yeah, I think yeah. we got a draw in Udinese. Yeah. Um, Undefeated against Ren and Udinese, yeah. Yeah, we beat Ren here. And then the only the uh, Atletico beat us twice. Um, I remember the game here. Courtois was the goalkeeper, and that's one thing about Atletico. Whatever you say about them, like they've always had amazing goalkeepers. Yeah. Courtois, yeah. De Gea, they had you like know, well Black. Yeah. yeah. So they're a really good team, and this is pre Simeone. Um, but that experience did them the world of good. Then we win the league. Of course, that's a massive psychological lift for everyone. So again, the, the qualifiers are the most pressurised ones and the most nervous because they come so early and you're playing against teams who sometimes are 10, 12 games into the season and they can be dicey but getting into that it was all part of the build. it took us three years to get where we're, yeah. we really wanted to get to I'd not you know a massive cost either but what we had was a good young team with talent and that's what the club wanted and this this current team is a young team with talent you know and it can they can build on Brendan can build on this like you know if he sprinkles it with a bit of 
probably needs a little bit more experience in certain areas, but it's got the makings of an exciting mm. time again, like, you know. Yeah. And then going into that Champions League campaign, we're not actually going to talk too much about the Barcelona game because you've just done some things for us uh, for that. So we'll, we'll leave that for that little bit of content. <laughs> but I think actually two of the other games that obviously really stand out were the ones against Spartak mm-hmm. Moscow and breaking that duck away to you. Yeah, away Europe. that was massive. 3-2 win. Samara scores right at the end. The only thing that ruined it is you had some stupid had purple bib on. Bib on Do you remember? Know? Yeah. <laughs> it was because it was black, right? And it, that's um, right. We were wearing our, our black, yeah, our, our away oh, kit. We were we yeah. were in the black kit that yeah. night. That's right. Yeah, but I love that wee tracksuit, right? Because it had the Irish sort of the green, white, and gold, and then big Celtic on the back, and I loved it. Like, but the fourth official come over and went, "You have to wear this." I'm like, "I'm not a sub. I'm a coach." He goes, "Yes, but you clash with play." You're like, oh, "All right, whatever." But it was just massive stadium, you know, with a, a track around it, and there was a pocket of Celtic fans away up at the back. But again, like, you know, it was a great experience going to Moscow. And we were staying in the, what they call the Seven Sisters, like the skyscraper hotels, right. you know. It was amazing. You go up onto the first floor, there's an actual Rolls-Royce garage wow. on the first floor. You know, it was opulent, to say the least. But again, we had a good feeling about it. And um, it was an awesome turf pitch. Yeah. yeah. So we were a little bit worried about some of the players, you know, and the reactions they'd have. So I don't think Joe started that night. Um Went with Vic- Victor definitely started. And we got off the great scored a great goal. And then we go two one down. But we're, they were a good side, they were slick. But you always felt that they were defensively vulnerable with the players that we had. And then I think Hoops gets in and they bring him down, the guy gets sent off. And then I bring on Jamesy. And uh he scores like it's going in, the defender puts it on in. And we get it to two two and we're thinking it's a good game on here, yeah. yeah. It's a good result, yeah. yeah. But we're down, they're down. We can win this, you know. And then Sammy, of all people, scores a header, yeah. <laughs> but he was a big player, he liked the big games. Sammy, I don't know, you remember him at Ibrox when, yeah, one two nil. We were depleted that day, and he, he basically beat them on his own when he was in the mood, like he was unplayable, yeah. And he liked the big games, you know. Going away to Ross County, he wasn't, wasn't, you knew after five minutes, so he's not in the mood today, like you know. Um. But in the big games and certainly the European games, I watched him play at the World Cup for Greece in 2010, and he played against Argentina, and he was he was brilliant. And I thought, God, we've got a player here mm-hmm. if we can just tap into him, like you know. And for him to score a header, like because he, he wasn't the bravest in the air, like but uh, again, what a magic moment that was! And then coming back on the plane, it gave us four points in the first two games, so it gave us a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we needed. You know, and it because the back to back games in with Barca after that, but they get four because the Benfica side were good on the George Jesus. But in the end, you know, you, you, you're that sort of inexperienced. You're going nil nil at home to Benfica. God, that's not a great result, but actually, yeah. it was a pretty good result. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because they were a good side. Um, so, yeah, winning in Moscow was very, very special. Mm-hmm. And then we obviously have those back to back games against Barcelona, narrow defeat. Unbelievable victory. We go yeah. to Benfica with a chance to qualify. We just don't manage to get that over yeah. the line. And it all falls down to that final game uh-huh. at home to Spartak Moscow. What was the pressure like? What did you feel like on that on the day of that game? Well, uh, I mean, my thoughts straight away, this is the way a manager thinks. Like, you know, so you beat Barcelona, right? My thoughts straight away are, right, Lenny, you've beaten Barcelona. You've got to qualify now. <laughs> so all you're thinking about straight away is Benfica away and Spartak at home. Is it, we, we we got beaten Benfica, but we put on a, a de- they were good, like they were slick. We got it back to one each, but you know they, they were just better than us on the night away from home. It was a narrow defeat, so you know you're still in it, um, and you have to win. Yeah, and you knew that Benfica were going to the new camp, so they weren't guaranteed a win. But we're thinking Spartak Moscow at home. Come on, we can. You know we, we, we've got this, and. Uh, Again, like got off the great start. Hoop scores a, a really good goal, and then they equalise because the quality players. You know, you know the the best player at the time is Eden. Yeah, you know, we did yeah. we did an analysis, and Eden, you know, was the best player. And we, we tried to, you know, keep him out of the game as much as possible. It must have been difficult for him coming back to Celtic Park as well. Um, and then we get the penalty. I think Sammy wins the penalty, and Chris. Uh, He's got great technique, you know, slams into the roof of the net. Still I couldn't, couldn't watch it. Though, I couldn't, no, I couldn't, because it's so pivotal. And then you come away with 10 points from the group, you're thinking, wow, 
that is terrific. But you know, looking at the event this game after that, you know, we uh, yeah, we're just beaten by a far superior side over the two games. I think the, the stat that actually blows my mind in that campaign deal is that I know it's ifs, but if we did manage to hold on in the new camp and get a draw, we would actually finish top mm, of the group yeah. that season. I mean, that's incredible. That is, that is honestly incredible to think of the group that we had. We still managed to qualify on 10 points. I mean, it's incredible to think about that. Like, What was it about that team? What was it about what you managed to get out of that team that got us those 10 points? Well, they were good players for a start. You know, they were great. They were fit. We got them fit, which you needed to be because you're playing, you know, tough games in the Scottish League and then you're playing the really intense games in the Champions League with a great goalkeeper, you know, with a good, great captain in Brownie who, there was good spirit, mm. but there was quality. We scored in every game apart from the opening game, the 0-0 yep. against Benfica. So we knew we had goals in us as well. And that gives the team a lot of confidence. But I think, you know, the catalyst was obviously beating Moscow in Moscow and, you know, the significance of that. And um, we just felt, you know, we keep a couple of them fit. Wanyama was special, mm. really special player. And he, he went on to prove that when he went on to Southampton and Tottenham. And a great bit of business again from the club. Um, you had goals in Hooper, you had goals in Commons. You had Jamesy, he was, you know, young and dynamite. And with the likes of Lustig and Matthews, who were really good players, good defenders. And like I touched on, these boys are a little, little bit underrated by the Celtic fans at times. Ambrose and Wilson at the back were phenomenal. Like they could deal with anything, you know, pace wise, you know, if he was comfortable on the ball. Uh, Kelvin was a really good defender. So the balance of the team was good. You know, we felt once we got a bit of pace at the back that we could we could do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure actually after that Barcelona game, there was like a picture of Effie trying to get in a nightclub with his full Celtic track. So I think that was, that was actually my favourite thing of that campaign. It's probably the only time Effie's ever been to a nightclub, like, you know what I mean? I don't probably. actually know if he got in. I just remember it doing the I hope he didn't. He's a terrible dancer. <laughs> Where have you been the night, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Pinned in. And then actually that, that following season, Neil... We get back into the Champions League. You spoke about the qualifiers and getting through those. Shakhtar Karagandhi. Mm. I mean, that first leg, my memories of it, I'm sure it was like a really early kickoff over here. It was like three o'clock or something. You had the travel going over there, the plastic pitch. They had a team of Rory Delaps throwing long balls in. I'm sure that was Virgil's first start as well. Yeah, it was. And I can remember coming away from it, and this is how much I know about football going... God, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I don't know what we've got here. <laughs> he um, he had had a wee injury pre-season, and um, we actually like we shouldn't have lost the game two 0 We should yeah. have scored a couple of goals, like, and we got pilloried for it. But we had also sold Hooper, Wanyama, and Kelvin in the cl- close season, and that sort of annoyed me, like you know, because that's the spine of that mm-hmm. team, basically gone. Your goals, your centre half, your your big number six, who's you know at that time. European class anyway felt again Celtic Park anything can happen mm-hmm. and we had the we knew there were big strong side and these these um, Kazakhstani teams are improving all the time now even the, the national team now I know we're going back 10 years but they're alright but we knew that um, they lacked a bit of substance and didn't have to chase the game you know but we felt we needed to score first half and we ended up Commons producers a, a worldie. Mm. And I'd get that that was it. Then we felt right one nil, big crowd, everything on it. They're gonna drive us forward second half and that proved to be the case. And then Jamesy came up with another massive goal for the club, you know, and then I was like Michael Flatley running yeah. down the touchline. <laughs> you know? that run in you. It was just again, you know, we talk about the qualify you just wanna get there because the whole season opens up. It means everything to supporters the players develop I develop as a coach it's just getting there is the hard bit and once you're in it then anything can happen unfortunately we got Milan, Barcelona and Ajax so (laughs) it was your sort of proverbial group of death you know we only ended up with three points out of it but we actually played well in Milan we only lost narrowly 1-0 here to the Barca Um, and we're down to 10 men at that stage as well Um, we had a great chance 
in that game as well uh, against Charlie McGrew. Charlie McGrew chance, at the yeah. back post, wasn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and he sh- and was it a header or a? Yeah, sh- it's like the ball come into the kind of back yeah. post and he's running into it. He's, yeah. he's definitely the back post, and that was at nil nil as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, I, I, like it's probably easier just to put it in the back of the net at that point. But I mean, you tell Charlie that. Nah, yeah, yeah, no, right. Next time he's in here doing commentary, <laughs> got that, right? got that, got that. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Um, it was it was a big chance, and uh, that again goals changed the game. It could could have could have been different. We were, it was a tight game in Ajax. We lost one 0 but it was a hell of a difficult group, you know. And with the quality of players that we'd lost from the year before, yeah. we just had to make the most of it. But beating Ajax here was a you know, again, yeah. important. Overall, like, you know, Neil, as a player and then as a manager, has been there through pretty much my favourite memories as a supporter and, you know, those big moments. We were speaking about it as a player, obviously, but even you're talking about the, the Karagandi game, like, the explosion of noise when that ball hits the back of the net as a supporter. It's, it's fantastic. Obviously, seeing what it meant, meant to yourself, the the sprint up the touchline <laughs> to celebrate. At moments like that, let, let's even talk about that that game. Like when you go back in at the end of that of a match like that, it's obviously elation. Everybody's happy and whatever. What do you say to a team at, at that point when they've achieved something like that, like getting to the the into the group stages or having pulled off a massive win in Europe? You just tell them how proud you are of them and. They don't realise what the significance, I keep going back to that, what it means to you guys, what it means to people around Glasgow mm-hmm. and all the supporters around the world because we are a, a proud support. You know, we love our club. Um, to the nth degree, the Celtic fans amaze me. You know, they come in their thousands week in, week out. And um, what it, the happiness that brings to so many people... The, they're in a very unique position where they bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. So I tell, I try and emphasise that to them. And um, when you've won a game and you you're going into the the Champions League, it's so exciting. You're sitting there waiting for the draw, you know, and you're in pop, whatever, and out comes that one. You you like, I hope we don't get that one. Like you know <laughs> what I mean. Then the next thing you see, Celtic being drawn out, and you're like, wow, fantastic. And then every draws. You know, amazing, and then you know what's going to be here. Sixty thousand right behind the team, almost trying to suck the ball into the net, and then when you do score, they just bedlam. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I have been very fortunate and privileged to enjoy those moments from a really sort of um, good seat. Yeah. 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 Touchline yeah. position. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And experience, you know, unbelievable highs. That's the thing, though, when things don't go so well, there's, there's no grey areas, lads. There's amazing highs and really big lows, and you have to enjoy these a lot more mm-hmm. when they do come, just because the more success you have, the expectation is always there, and that's the nature of being at a, a huge club like this. Yeah, and hopefully now you're having a chance to enjoy the games as a, a Celtic supporter Yeah, I've loved again. it. I've really enjoyed I was heartbroken with the Lazio game. Really enjoyed the Atletico game at home. I thought they were, the boys were brilliant. And then it was here for the Aberdeen game where they played great. So again, you're starting to see, you know, improvements. And what this team has and what they've shown over the last, you know, few years is the character. They've got great character. Mm. They handle the pressure well. And that's down to the, you've got great coaches. You know, we've had Ange before and now we've got another great one with Brendan. So the future's looking good again. Yeah, definitely. Well, Neil, we're going to finish off on one final question for you. Just before we do that, we're going to be doing a, a competition. We're going to get you to, to sign a shirt. And for, for anyone listening or watching, to all you need to do is send in a screenshot to the Celtic View Twitter or at Celtic View, um, sorry, Celtic View at CelticView.co.uk with you showing that you subscribe and download to the podcast. And if you do that, send it in. You'll have a chance to win that shirt that Neil is going to sign for us. But final question, Neil. You've got a kind of burning building, but on all the games are kind of stored in CDs or DVDs. And you've got the chance to save two from your playing career and two from your managerial career. One of which has to be for the overall performance that on the park you were just a better team and got the result. And one just for that feeling at full time. What would you go for? Do you remember Salty scored the chip? Yeah. 
when we Rangers won nil. The last minute yeah. of the white, the green and white wash. The white wash. Yeah, yeah, because that hadn't been done for I don't know how many years. It was a brilliant way to finish the game, and you know we dominated the game and deserved to win it. But you know in that fashion, and Liverpool away, you know that was pretty special, like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and the significance of it as a manager. Um, obviously. Barcelona stands out, you know. I could go Barcelona and Lazio, <laughs> yeah. you know. Go for that, um, you can take what you want. <laughs> and I remember um, we beat Rangers 3 0, and Hoops scored a couple. Yeah, there was one where Emilio goes down the left yeah. wing and he slides it, and Hoops comes in and slides in. Chris Commons get the other goal in that game, I believe so. Set, was it, was it Chris where he dinked the goalie? Yeah, was that is it that game? Yeah, because we, we, we beat, beat them, him twice, you know, we beat him 3 0 twice. There's one where Hoops scored a couple of really good goals. Yeah. One he takes a pass weird and he slides a pass McGregor. Do you know what? I can't remember who got the third goal that day. Was it Sammy? But uh, as, a, as a manager, that, you know, I should I should say that one, but I, I'm not going to. The, the, the Samaras won at Ibrox, I think. Yeah. Mm. Because we were so depleted. Yeah. And no one gave us a chance. And uh, we won 2 0 that day. And he was great. The team was great. So I'd say that one. And obviously Barcelona as well. Good. Brilliant. Well, Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in and to go through all of those memories, those incredible memories you've made our afternoon uh, by, by going through it all. I hope you've enjoyed. I have. It's great to see you. Well. Thanks very much. Really no, enjoyed thank it. you. Thank you for coming in. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get to see you a little bit more around Celtic Park. Thank Lovely. you so much. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. And thank you all for, for listening and, and watching. Hopefully we can get a result in Lazio on Tuesday as well. We'll be back with the official Celtic FC podcast later on this week. But make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and send us a screenshot and you might have a chance of winning that signed Celtic jersey from Neil Lennon. But thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Hail, hail.